hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel, and today we will be talking about politics. And not the topic, no, although that will come up probably some, but we're talking about the book by Aristotle on politics and his views and why it's important, because I think it's an incredibly important book that has really been a foundational piece in my understanding of politics and how we interact with it. So hopefully this will be a good experience for you as well to hear a little bit about it. But before we go into it, I want to remind you that you can go to conversationforgeneration.com to find more articles, links to all my, basically everything that I've done through there. And if you go there and you're interested in reading some of these books, go to the book reviews, search that and see what's in there. And if you click on it and there's a, there'll be a link, several links in each one of these for you to go and buy it through Amazon. I found a good deal on these books. These are books. I try to find the exact copy that I've read if possible, but if not, I find one that seems similar based on everything I can see and that's at a good price point. So definitely go and check those out and buy them through those links and that helps me out. You can also go to conversationofourgeneration.com slash podcast to find everywhere that you can subscribe to the podcast. Go to Twitter at conofourgen or facebook.com slash conversation for our generation to follow me there as well and hopefully get the dialogue going there as well. I mean, I post pretty regularly. I've been doing a lot more there. So definitely go there to check it out and see what's uh, what's going on there and be able to have a conversation, a dialogue with me as well. <clears throat> so let's go ahead then and hop into the quote for today's episode. And this one obviously is one from Aristotle. And what he says is, he who is unable to live in society or who has no need because he is sufficient for himself must be either a beast or a god. And I like this quote because there is a sense, and I'm a very libertarian-leaning person, and I think most libertarian-leaning people agree with this, that I guess maybe not, but I think that we should have a lot less intervention, but I don't want to be totally isolated. I don't want to not live in some sort of society. I know that there probably are people who disagree with me on that based on, you know, the past and the fact that there are people who do go out in the middle of nowhere. And I've read stories of the fur trappers and people who, the mountain men of the West, and it just, obviously it was harsher then, but it just doesn't seem like what I want. I still want to have social, a social aspect to my life and people around me to talk to and to exchange ideas with and be able to rely on and offer assistance to. I think that we are still social beings in some way. And so we have to find a way to live in a society. And my hope is that we can find a way to do that with less government intrusion into our lives. But I do still want there to be some sort of society and something to go to, something to fulfill those social needs that we have. I mean, we have, we are a social creature. We grew up in clans and tribes and that's where we come from. And so it's weird to be isolated. And I think that the idea that you're either a beast or a God is interesting because you, those really are the two that, uh, I guess, entities that can live on their own is either the animals, which there are plenty of animals that do live on their own, right? And they, I mean, there's like, I think 
a lot of bears will go and live on their own 95% of the time, other than, like, when they come together to mate, and then they'll, you know, kind of see each other and then peace out for until the, the next year. And then for the gods, I think, you know, what I look at as the Greek gods is more spirits, angels, and demons, that they also, well, demons at least, <laughs> have a sense of being alone, right? They say that hell is other people, and if you're already living in hell like the demons kind of are, um, <clears throat> there's a sense that they probably are repulsed by each other and stay away from each other as much as possible. I don't think that you have Uncle uh, Wormwood talking to Screwtape about how to be a good demon. <laughs> and I think the angels, obviously, it's different because they are realizing communion. They have full communion with God and are in his presence. And so they recognize the benefits of having some sort of communion with others. <clears throat> and so with that, I want to talk about that today because obviously our society is going a little haywire right now. Our politics are breaking down. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity to go back to the roots and understand the basics of what our political system is founded on. And that comes from the Greeks, the Romans, and then kind of English common law. It's really a combination of those three ideas that come together to give us what we have in America and then enlightenment ideas as well. But the systems come from the democracy of the Greeks, the Republic of Rome, and the common law system that kind of gave that gave uh, England the parliamentary system and the checks and balances that they had on the king. And so between those things, I think you kind of see all of the as a lot of the aspects, at least, of what our constitution is built on. And I think that what's great about reading politics by Aristotle is you understand the origination of all the terms that we hear thrown around in politics of constitution, democracy, uh, tyranny, <laughs> oligarchy, aristocracy, monarchy. You He defines these terms because that's how he's a very rigid person on how he does his philosophy is he has to make sure that the terms are defined that when I say this term, I mean this and you know that I'm not obfuscating its meaning or adding weird pseudoscientific <laughs> uh, prefixes on top of it to make it sound similar to a word that you've heard before, but it just means whatever I want it to mean, which is what our intellectuals do today. No, he really is very rigid about it, and he is great at defining these terms and then showing how these systems work. And there's a lot of recommendations that he makes on politics and if this is your situation then these could be some of your solutions and if this is the kind of people that you have then this is what you need to build or if this is a problem that you have here's how you fix it and he does a lot of that but he also just lays out the basics of what all of these systems look like and what they generally lead to and I think if you want to understand political cycles, if you want to be able to identify uh, trends that are happening around you in politics, it is a great place to go to understand the basics and understand how to observe politics around you. 
And then if you want to go a step further, then go to Machiavelli's The Prince, and he takes all this to the next level of observing what's going on around you. But for the basics, and it's, a, it's when I say basics, I mean it's, I think the book's a, probably 250, 300 pages. So it's not just a light read, and it's dense philosophy, kind of. But it is very astute, very foundational in the sense that all of the terms that we use in politics, all of the, I mean, most of the ideas that we have in politics almost are a reshaping of these these ideas from either Aristotle, Aristotle's politics, or potentially Plato's Republic. I mean, those are the two, again, and so, but today we're just talking about politics by Aristotle. So, Definitely go and check it out. I think it's a great book to understand, to read, and to hopefully give you the right terms and way of speaking about politics that pulls you out of the partisanship. Because that's what it really did for me is recognize, oh, these factions that are fighting are just fighting for political power. They're not tied to any party here that I can tell and be attached to. And so when you see it the way politics is handled, you're like, this is never, there's no one here that's good. <laughs> and so I think that that revelation as well has helped me as well with just pulling out of that partisan battle and trying to understand the macro, looking at the whole picture. And so definitely go and check it out, conversationforgeneration.com. It'll be one of the top posts there for you to check out and see what you think. You can buy it through the link as well if you're on listening on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcast. Click to click the link to take you to the show notes. And again, you can buy it there through those links. That really helps me out to have <clears throat> have people buying through these links. And I also want you to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Conovargen or Facebook.com slash conversation for our generation. And definitely go to conversationforgeneration.com slash podcast to find where you can subscribe to the podcast as well if you're not already subscribed. And if you do, leave a good rating and a review. That stuff really helps out. If you don't like this episode, listen to a few more and see if you like it. And if you don't, then don't leave a bad rating because that doesn't help out any. So thank you again for listening to this episode of the Conversation for Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next week.